thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-assed sports fans giving their half-assed opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Ridge. All righty. Yeah, it's a new record. This is like four in a row. All right. Yeah, buddy. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. Good old number nine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is number nine. I said eight. Well, my bad. Number nine. Yeah. Who, who's number nine? Oh, Gordy oh, Howe. I mean, you got you got Gordy Howe. You got Maurice Richard. You got Bobby Hall. You got ton of ton of ton of ton of nines. So pretty much just covered them all. Yeah, and uh, it's all that matter in hockey, anyways. Yes. <laughs> Mike, Mike Madonna. Yeah, I'm sure there's some famous number nine. You know, any QBs wear number nine? Oh, dude, come on now. They they have to. I'm I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I can't come up with any. Let's see. Football number nine. We get. Wait, I just realized. American football <laughs> number nine. <laughs> all right. There's a whole bunch of soccer shit came up. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, we got a list from Yahoo Answers, so take it for what it's worth there, Internet. Carson Palmer. Steve McNair. Damn. How can I forget those two? Tony Romo. <laughs> Drew yeah, Brees. Bre- ah, Brees. There. People in Louisiana going, come on, motherfuckers. Exactly. And that's it for anybody we, we've heard of. I mean, the player, the list is 26 players long. What about Stafford? Oh, shit. Like I said, that was who anybody who matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, casual sports fans, bottom line. <laughs> But it is that time of year when, uh, I mean, there's still a couple games going on, right? But uh, All-Star Games next week. But hey, hey that's a, a desert wind <laughs> as far as the sports landscape right now. 
Well, the last the last week's pretty much been dominated by NBA. Uh, well, the last couple of days at least. You NBA free, free agency. agency. You got Wimbledon. Uh, things that I care less for <laughs> than the NBA off season. Uh, Wimbledon, the U.S. <laughs> Open, yeah. uh, most of the Olympics. Um. <laughs> Although there was, I had another one of those. Damn, you're getting old moments again today. I was watching the Sports Center to get prepped for the show, and they were saying the Williams sisters are the oldest women uh, in the tournament. Uh, I, I don't want to say in history, but the oldest women in the tournament this year. And I remember thinking, like, damn, seems like we were just hearing about they were the youngest women ever in the tournament. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, shit. Uh, what's her face? Maria Sharapova. She got banned for taking a certain heart medication oh really she wanted juicing and it's like what the fuck do you need to take heart medication for you can't be as old as me and i know you're in damn better shape i mean god knows i'd like her to throw you know big amazon ass to throw me around yeah I remember when she was the new young hot thing now she what the new middle east thing <laughs> new hot middle east thing man she's just whatever I, porn terms like, would she be a milf at this point <laughs> it's fine with me I, I i i know everyone was always uh on sharapova's or not on a um uh, Kornikova? Yeah, Kornikova's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'll take Sharapova or Kornikova. I forget, did her and Sergei Fedorov end up living happily ever after or no? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, he, you, you laugh. He married her when it was like, that's some R. Kelly shit, bro. Like, I think she was like 14, 15. Oh, like it was the first first dick she ever saw? Uh, and, it, and it sprouted. <laughs> and it came under dollar bills. She's like, I'll take it. I think she's, I think she's with... Uh, Oh, some fucking singer that used to... I, I can't remember. Uh, Enrique Iglesias or something like that. One of those one of those pop singers. Just a dude who you're like, dude, you don't deserve that. But, you know, whatever. You got money and you're famous, so... Anna Kornikova, 2016. What does Wikipedia say about her? Or should I say Wikipedia, like Bill Burr says it? <laughs> yeah, they supposedly married and separated. Who? Her and Enrique Iglesias. I, I knew it was. They never officially said they were married. Apparently, I knew it was like him or Mark Anthony or one of those interchangeable like pop guys. Like I, I got, I got, I got like those two, and then was it Ricky Martin mixed up for a while until Ricky Martin came out as gay, and I was like, okay, well, that's the only reason I know him. You know, Ricky Martin was like Clay Aiken, one of those when he came out as gay. We were like, yeah. We we knew we knew yep. we knew before you did. We're <laughs> glad you, one of those like I'm we're not glad you know now. come out. <laughs> this is totally off of sports, but it's a little bit amusing. Um, it's kind of been, kind of been on a Patrice O'Neill kick going back listening to a lot of his old interviews and Opie and Anthony and stuff like that. And if you all don't know Patrice O'Neill, pretty much a uh, uh, in, in my opinion one of the five best comedians ever. Um, probably the best comedian of his generation, arguably. Uh, but anyways. Um, he was talking about George Michael and how shocked he was when, it, when George Michael came out as gay. And I think it was uh, Opie said, well, why were you shocked? And he's like, because I never thought of him as gay. I just, and they're like, you didn't think he acted gay? He's like, no, I just thought that's what British people acted like. <laughs> <laughs> just insulting British people. <laughs> he goes, I, I just thought gay equals British. <laughs> like, Jesus Kind of. I don't, I don't know, man. We, we don't... I've seen uh, Green Street hooligans. We don't need no uh, hardcore soccer fans coming after us. That's for damn sure. Uh, yeah. But Anna Kornikova, 35 now. Definitely not running in... Mine running into a 35-year-old chick looking like her. Single? Oh, she's not... She's got money? Dude, she's not bad looking. It's just... 
I'll take Sharapova over her. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, he's because you know, that Kornikova got ruined earlier. <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's you know, I just I don't I don't I don't know. It, it's like it's like trying to like trying to explain to like to, to the old people in my family who think being gay is a choice. I go, okay, so when did you make the choice not to suck dick? Because it was never a choice to me. Yeah, but like I never I never looked at a guy's hairy ass and said, boy, I, this is rough to turn that down. Hmm, I, so, I wonder what's going on there. No, <laughs> you just yeah. it's innate in you. You know, yeah, not for me. Yeah, so it's just it's yeah for whatever reason she she does it for me more than Sharapova. Not that I would ever kick Sharapova out of bed for eating cookies, but you know, it's like whatever. Yeah, but uh, see, well, there you go. We managed to bring. We had a tennis conversation. We just had to relate it to our dicks. <laughs> That's how it goes. Well, I mean, the one thing I, I do have to say that I did hear from my fairly tennis-free spot on this planet is that what is it roger federer is guy's like a machine from what i've gleaned from the rare you know the the summer news stories on sports center yeah dude like he's he's still going like he's won the most majors matches or tied with the most wins for majors matches and i'm like dude is this guy ever gonna stop can't stop. i mean won't stop uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> obviously his kryptonite is not uh has not been found yet like they found with like tiger yeah, tiger's uh, t- Tiger's mojo is off. I'm telling you, he fucking he, he has having he sex a hundred times a day with random Won't waitresses. Won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> He's he Tiger has to be a man whore to be on top of his game. I mean, it, I don't. That's just all there is to it. Be a lot of work right now, but I can make like an Excel spreadsheet of Tiger's performance. Uh, you know how it was affected post. You know, fucking bitches. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll use that wording on the chart. Well, it kind of flies in the face of everything that we were, uh, we've always been told about sports, you know? Like, boxers, when you're training for the upcoming fight, don't have sex. But I could see it with that, because boxing's way more primal than golf. Golf's, golf's mental. I think boxing is tied to your, like, your fucking DNA, and you, you tap into the, you know, the guys that are, like, eating raw meat the week before the fight. Like, that kind of, like, your caveman brain. I guess. That could be part of why, and it's, you know, the more testosterone you got, the more you're going to fucking... I can see that. I can understand it, I guess, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I all uh, in the brain, you know. I think I think Tiger needed the the. I think he needed to be relaxed. How does he relax by releasing testosterone several times a day in strangers' faces? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your name? Uh, it doesn't matter. Come here, Waffle House waitress number five. <laughs> yeah, just I, I'll meet you behind the dumpster. Let's let's fuck fuck even trying to keep it classy. Yeah, they keep blaming it on his quote unquote back and quote unquote knees. <laughs> Should be blaming on his quote unquote balls. <laughs> well, I guess we actually better get down to some real sports talk, and I, I guess the biggest story is, of course, Kevin Durant changing the game, changing the landscape. Yeah, buddy. The crazy and- off. It's, I'm a casual NBA fan enough to know that that's a huge move. And Andrew Bogut, bye bye. <laughs> See ya. You can go to the Mavericks. They well, made room for it. well, too. He's the guy who's hurt half the damn finals. That yeah. probably that's probably one of the things that cost him the title, you know, between him and and Mr. Green's antics. Guy, guy had an infatuation with nutsacks <laughs> for the playoffs. Stop bunch of people in the balls. It's like it, it's like nutsacks are the the uh, uh, opposite of whatever magnet. Like his body's magnetized, and nutsacks have the opposite. Us Spartan fans are going, hey man, knock that shit off. Like, come on, <laughs> like, you're not, you're not making us look cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, you know, Durant signing, I, I'm shocked. Personally, I'm shocked at, at, at as many sports articles and, 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 you know, fan blogs and opinions that I've seen that are like, you know, fuck him for, for signing with Golden State. Hey, you know what? Look, this is not the 1970s and 80s anymore. All right? And if you want to get paid, I can't blame you. Because the owners have made it abundantly clear that they don't give a shit about you once your value to them is no longer at peak. I think he wants to win too. And so I can't give it I can't I can't fault a guy for going after money. Now, if you want to go after championships, isn't that what we what we are supposed to like we we kinda put this like the honor is in wanting the championship above all else. Sacrificing, you know, your personal well being, your family, your you know, your health, your you know, this and that because you want that championship. And that's basically what he's doing. He's like, fuck it, I'm going after that championship. And people are like, well, you're a fucking asshole. You're doing it the wrong way. That's what LeBron did. What's what's LeBron did the same shit in Miami. He went like, hey, they're offering to put together this superstar team. I want to win a title. Peace. I'm out. And he got three out of the deal. And this shit did not start with LeBron or Durant. Yeah. It started with the big three in Boston. With the Celtics, when they had Paul Pierce, uh, McGrady, and um, oh shit, who's the other guy? Ray Allen. Yeah, they got all three of those guys and won a championship. That's that was two thousand eight. That's when the this okay, let's get the big three, quote unquote. Two years later, the, the Heat did it. You know, now Golden State's just like fuck it, we're gonna have the big four. Yeah, you know that's what we're going for. We're going for the killer quad. So, and hey, you know if you can do it and you can work it under the the excuse me, the salary cap, go for it. It's like they're not breaking any rules. As much as as much as it irks me with teams and coaches like Bill Belichick who flirt with breaking the rules or finding loopholes in the rules. Flirt, huh? <laughs> well, no, because, I mean, you know, no, they flat out broke rules, but he also just finds loopholes, and he, He's he exploits them. That's what Americans do. Pretty much. We love to exploit loopholes. You know, My example was, is anyone who has a medical marijuana card in any state. Well, most people have a medical marijuana card in any state. Yeah, I mean, and if, and if he was a religion, he'd be the Catholic Church, you know, and if he was a country, he'd be America. But, you know, hey, he's just, he's the best coach at doing that in the NFL, and that's why he's hated. I mean, but if you look at Durant's history with Oklahoma, he's probably just tired of just getting, uh, I compare them to uh, a, of a sim- maybe a similar team in the last 10 years, a uh, hometown example, the Detroit Tigers. Team, they just, all they could just keep doing is getting close, and they just couldn't do it. And that's yeah. kind of what the Thunder have been doing, maybe the last five years. Yeah, and I mean, if we're going to continue on with the... Uh, or, or to, to to piggyback on that, I've even heard I've even heard rumblings from a lot of fans here in Detroit that are like, if they blow up the Tigers, let Miggy go to a team that he can, so he can get a championship. And it's like that was never an attitude that I remember growing up. But it's an attitude that I've come to understand because look, Miggy's given the, the best years of his career to the Tigers, and they just cannot get over that hump. And it's not for lack of trying. 
It's just I personally think Dombrowski saw his best days are behind him, kind of like Ken Holland. You know, we had guys in the prime of their career. Well, everyone who has a great career has a downside, and I think uh, sidetracking the conversation. Sorry, but I, you know, I think that's what was going on there, and maybe that's what's going on in Oklahoma City. Maybe they, you know, maybe they had some guys that were doing some good things, and they just now they're on the the downside, and you know, because it's like, if you overanalyze anything too much, you eventually maybe start making the wrong decisions and not realizing. I don't know. I don't live in Oklahoma City. Don't follow Oklahoma City basketball that much. I just know we've heard their name a lot in the last five years in uh, the month of June. So Yeah, and, you know, this is a subject that I've been wanting to, for us to get on, and I was figuring probably it would be the best time to be around the time of the All-Star break because that's when we really are going to be, you know, scraping the walls in the bottom of the floor for... <laughs> unless some, unless yeah. something ungodly happens, you know, for for subjects, but it's the it's okay. It's it's easy to be negative in sports because sports is more about losing than winning. When you when it, when you just look at it from the bottom line, if there's 32 teams, 31 of them are going to lose. They're not going to be the the last team standing at the end of the season. You know, baseball. They've been co-champions. Not baseball, yet. if you except for the '97 uh, national champions in football. Um, Don't which ask was, any Michigan fans about them. I'm a Michigan fan. It's a bunch of bullshit. But anyways, uh, I mean, in, in baseball, if you succeed three out of ten times at the plate, you're a Hall of Famer. Think about that. That's that's failing seven out of ten times. You do not you do not do what your job is, which is to get on base. I mean, and I think sports reporters in sports and sports fans. It, 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 it's kind of seeped over into the culture of those two things because everybody's just constantly negative. And it's like, look, when the Tigers got, you know, swept in 2012, I was not a happy fan. However, none of us were. However, as soon as it was done and over with and the sting of them losing was, was gone, I could look back on a season that entertained me. And that's ultimately what I looked to sports to do. If sports were boring to me, like I see so many people say, oh, I can't get into sports, it's so boring. Then you know what? Go watch The Walking Dead. I, I, I don't fault you for not being entertained by sports. It's, it's not for everyone. Thing. It's, some pe- it, it's not everybody's thing. It's- yeah, and ultimately I was very entertained for the 2012 season. And if you want to consider those, those four World Series games, me being pissed off and screaming at the TV, technically I guess I was entertained then too because I don't have to be happy to be entertained. But you still got to watch October baseball. Exactly. Lot, you know, a lot of teams weren't. You know, at that point, thirty. Uh, you know, thirty teams were not. So, I mean, once again, to piggyback on that, you know, you have what Stephen A. Smith said about the Durant thing. Ooh. Which I don't know if you got that queued up. I know that we talked about it a little bit before we started. I got all kinds of tabs here. Stand by. Shit, I thought I muted my uh, my desktop. Apparently, I didn't. <laughs> here we go. He's always good for the actualities. I don't think this is much different at all from what LeBron James did in in 2010. When he went to Miami, remember those Cleveland teams won 66 and 61 games. And I could argue that LeBron's struggles at the end of that Boston series in 2010, they were up 2-1 on Boston. He was phenomenal in game three. And then struggled the rest of the series, and they lost. And then he went to a guy, Dwayne Wade, who had already won the championship and with Chris Bosh. So I I understand Steve saying they were up 3-1 on Golden State. And they should have won that. But this is similar, Steve, man. I, 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 this is very similar, I think, to what LeBron what? did. So I, I can't rip what, what? Uh, KD for this. 
Well, I'm not. Listen, I'm rip. I'm not ripping him for leaving. First of all, I'm ripping him for the team that he went to. You're going to the team that beat you when you were 48 minutes away on three separate occasions from beating them yourself. It's not that he's leaving Oklahoma City. It's the team that he's going to. And Chris Broussard, you've covered this league too long. I don't know how in God's name you can sit there and say <laughs> that it's a similar situation how to what LeBron not? experienced LeBron was the in Cleveland. In the LeBron, and, and, no, no, LeBron's no, no, no. Wait, being whoa, whoa, compared whoa, 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 to Michael Jordan. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who, and you who's know on the, the criticism LeBron took, which is similar Chris. to what you're saying. Answer my, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm asking a question. All right. What Tell is me it? who was LeBron James' teammates. Who are they? They were good enough to help him get yeah. 66 on, no, no, no. wins. I asked you a question. All right. It's a direct question, Mo, Chris. He, he didn't have a Russell Westbrook. He Mo, didn't have a Russell Westbrook. Keep going. Hold on, Steve. Could they not have beaten Boston? It's not the same. And not only that, there were more things that were going on in Cleveland on a personal level, which right. you know, just as well as anybody, that influenced LeBron leaving Cleveland, too. What's KD's excuse? Oh, Are you kidding me? I'm not going to sit here and let you guys besmirch <laughs> Booby Gibson here on Sports Center. We got to step, step aside. We, we got we to gotta shift networks and send a group. Is that what you were looking for? Yeah, yeah. As it's being described in a few different things, honor temper tantrums, screamed at each other like maniacs. Um, I think what the 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 best thing about that little exchange that came out of it had, had to do with someone who wasn't even involved in it. it. The exchange was just about, which was Durant, who apparently went to his Twitter account and was like, basically, fuck Stephen A. Smith and his Uncle Tom opinions. So now he took it down, but it's the internet. So it, how, how, you know, if you can hit print screen and open up paint, it's saved forever. And if you go look, you'll find it. But uh, yeah, you know. I, oh yeah, if you got a fucking iPhone, you just got a fucking oh yeah. Screenshots are easy on any. You got an Apple product, boom, it's there, it's done. You know, and in my opinion, I you know, hey, I can't fault him. Like I said, man, you play professional sports. If you're if you're a, if you're if, a, if you're a professional athlete, supposedly for three things: one, because you love it; two, because you want the championship; three, because of the money. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's be honest. If most professional athletes didn't love what they do, they would just get the one or two big contracts. And then they, they just say, peace out, whatever. I'm done. I made my money. I'm good. I'm not going to put, especially like football, football and hockey players. They're not going to keep putting themselves through that. Mm -hmm. for no, You know, just, just, just for the money, for the most part. Well, Durant. Durant's going into his ninth or his tenth season. Exactly. You know, he's about to be 28. I mean, for most athletes, whatever sport you're in, that's probably that's that's prime mm -hmm. prime. I mean, he gave he's, he has been with this organization for a decade, and yeah, I, I think at this point he feels like I want to win. You know, and there's and there's some you know there's there's things we'll never know because we're not in that 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 locker room. You know, it could be there could there could be problems with him and Westbrook. There could be problems with him and management. Him and you know the GM. You him and the coach. You you, you never know. You never really honestly know. And he's made the playoffs the last six seasons. You know, it's like, how do, I, how do I put this? I never faulted LeBron for leaving Cleveland. I faulted him for how he went about it. You know, it's like, it's like okay, if you're going to be a scumbag and cheat on your wife and leave her for a younger woman, you don't need to rub her face in the fact that you got a hotter, younger piece of ass. That's, 
that's just being a, a, an asshole and having no class. I mean, they have a special on ESPN announcing that you're taking your dick. <laughs> I'm taking my penis to this woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's just, you know, there's no need for it. It's ridiculous. So that was my problem with what LeBron did. Durant just signed. I haven't seen any grandstanding on his part about it. It wasn't any, you know... He didn't sit down at a table for a press conference and have three teams hats in front of him and then, like, fake pick one up and then put it down and pick the other one up real quick and put it on like these fucking high school kids do on on signing day for, for college. He didn't do any of that bullshit. He didn't say, I'm taking my talents. I'm taking my talents now, to the Bay Area. Which now everybody has to fucking say, which is the stupidest shit ever, but whatever. Uh, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of backlash at him for... Not a whole lot of valid reason. And there cannot, there cannot be that many fucking OKC fans out there toward the whole, you know, f- N- NBA fandom is is this butthurt over it because they're fans of OKC. It well, can't be. It's so because it's, we hate on success nowadays. Like, it's, uh, you will hear Adam Carolla talk about it quite frequently. It used to be, you know, and, and, you know, back in the day, you saw somebody driving in a fancy car, living in a big house. It used to be like, hey, you know what? Work hard. Study hard. One day, you can be like that guy. Now, we see that guy, we're like, hey man, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know? We're, we're, we're throwing eggs at his car as he's driving by. And it's the same kind of thing with Kevin Durant. People hating on him because the guy wants to win. He sees his best chance to win being with this organization. He's been with this one organization for almost a decade. Getting close. Doesn't w- not win it. What uh, was it? Uh, Mike Singletary? Can't win with him. Won't win with him. <laughs> Fucking. And he's he's getting to that point in his career. He's about to be 28. Uh, he's like a, what's it here, like a six or seven time all-star. He's been to the fucking playoffs six or seven times. He wants it to, at this point, I, I guess, you know, because you get people that come from that line of thinking of loyalty, you know. Oh, you've been with this organization for 10 years. You turn your back on him. But he's, it comes, maybe personal achievement and pride's coming into play like, great. And thank you for the opportunities, but they're not willing to do what it takes to win. I want to win. You know, we've had chances to sign all these people, and we haven't. And, you know, you got Russell Westbrook, so you're still going to be all right. But I want to win, and I see a better chance of winning with the Golden State Warriors. And people are just hating on him for that. It's we're At some point, we, I don't know what it is. Is it social media? Is it our shifting uh, fundamental attitudes as a society? Is all of a sudden we used to love winners and, and success, and now we hate on it and we're tr- we snipe at it every chance we get. Well, it, it it's also this obsession with oh God, and I hate the fucking term haters. Oh, 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 you don't you don't like it? You don't like someone? You're a hater? No, yeah. no, no. Okay, look, there are people who are haters in the literal definition you know sense of the word but i am allowed not to like you know certain players and especially in sports like i will never ever ever i don't care if the red wings fold and for some some please whatever god gods whatever that are up there don't let this happen i have to move to colorado and the only hockey team that I can get on TV is the anal munch. I will never root for him. <laughs> Fuck them. Okay. I hated Joe Sackett. I hated Peter Forsberg. I hated them. But I hate, I still hate Patrick Watt. I mean, seriously, I just want to slap that stupid looking grin off his fucking face every time I see the douchebag. But I respected their ability. Now, to, now to, 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 That's how I feel about the Eagles. <laughs> you know, and so to some people, I'm a hater. No, look, I respect your ability, but 
You are the bad guys to Detroit Red Wings fans, just as we are the bad guys to you. I hate you. Hate you. I mean, I, that's what that's what makes sports so great is that you know it's it's all subjective. It's you know if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan, you hate the the Avalanche. If you're an Avalanche fan, you hate the, the Red Wings. Right, but so there's. There's usually mutual respect there. This is not even respect. This is just, this guy is an asshole. Get on Twitter and wish him and his family, like, like harm. You know, and it's like, really? Really? Really, dude? Really? Like, you want to burn his jersey? You paid for it. You're you a free American and over 21. Burn it all you want. You, you know, but you might as well just take the $100 you paid for the jersey out your pocket and burn that, too. That's stupid. You're just in the end. You're just destroying something you spent money for. I just Enjoy the if uh, maybe. Well, I guess not to Kevin Durant, but I just wonder if people uh, in that arena, so to speak, the the celebrity arenas, the more people who have more notoriety, if social media has just become white noise to them. Because I, I, I listen to a few other podcasts, and a lot of these guys, it just seems like yeah, I, did, I have a Twitter account, but I ignore it because it's, I don't even want to go down those rabbit holes because people are just insane, and I just. It, it, it's I got better things to waste my energy on. It's yeah, I mean, and that's where I think a lot of people who aren't actively involved in in social media they're probably more voyeuristic. They use it as a as a you can use it passively as a barometer to take the the, the quote unquote temperature of people about certain subjects. And but you always have to you always have to put in your head that most of the people complaining the loudest are usually in the minority, and they're just. Just because you're, they're yelling the loudest doesn't mean that that's how most people feel. But it, these days, you know, like we were just talking about, like the game posted a picture of him kissing his like little girl on the mouth, and then people were like, "Oh, child molester!" Oh, okay. It's probably honestly probably one out of every hundred people that saw it, if that much, took the time out to go say something about it. But if you're the game and you read that shit, it seems like everybody's attacking you. You know, one of the best quotes I ever heard about about like feeling feeling like more people are against you than are for you was when Stevie Ray Vaughan and his band first went over to the Monterey Jazz Festival and they played and they like you know David Bowie was in the audience heard him put him on Let's Dance David Bowie said I'd say maybe a quarter of the crowd booed him you ask the guy you know the interviews of Stevie Ray Vaughan and his band they're like the whole crowd was booing us that's just human nature you hear the negative more than you hear the positive you know and I I I truly believe a lot of these sports guys, they're either one, their egos are so big that nothing that you can't convince them otherwise. They, they'll look at you and they'll, they'll use the old, uh, uh, old saying, you know, old cliche saying, I'm not cocky, I'm convinced. That's what they'll tell you. So right there, they're delusional. They think they're going to be on top of their game forever. You can't touch them. And then you got people who's probably, it affects, so they avoid it. And you got people who are probably just, like, amused by it. Like, read it and, and laugh and go, that's actually pretty fucking funny. You know, but I think the more they expose themselves to it, I, I can understand them saying they avoid it. Because the more you expose yourselves to it, the, the higher the chance you're going to run across that one person that just really fucking sticks in your craw and you just can't get over what the fuck they said. And then you're just going to start seeing it everywhere. It's like if you're looking to be offended, you're going to find something to be offended about everywhere. Oh, the internet is a big, big, wide, offensive place. <laughs> That's just the part you can get to. Normal people can get to. You know, and I kind of, I kind of have a theory on why that is. It's because the generation who grew up with the internet is now reaching adulthood, and they don't know how to not live their life completely online. 
And since they've always lived their lives online, they see that as, you don't judge me. How dare you judge me? How, how dare you say I can't do something online? They just because they have no sense of, well, maybe I shouldn't be sharing this shit. This is a generation that never had to sit through a titty coming into focus. <laughs> well, no. Okay, look, we grew up without it when we were kids. Yeah. All right. And okay, so if let's say I have a sexual fetish, I like you know lollipops in my mouth and butter up my fucking ass. I'm not going to go online and say that. These fuckers have no problem saying that, and they'll start like a community about it. You know, lollipops and, and butter or whatever the fuck. You know, it's like it's like the bronies or whatever. You know, the My Little Pony guys who who love it and they and then they make fan art of My Little Ponies fucking and shit and all this crazy nonsense. And then they get they people look at it and go, that shit's fucking weird. And they go, how dare you judge me for? Don't judge me. You don't have the right. You're 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 a brony phobe. No, dude, you just don't put everything out there for everybody to fucking see. Or to why am I not allowed? Like, Okay, I get you're allowed to go out there and do this. Why am I not allowed to react to it? Because it's not something normal to me. Most people, regardless of what the media has portrayed most of this country, like most people will adjust to things that they haven't seen before. But sometimes when you first see something that you haven't seen before, you might go, oh, holy what shit. What the fuck? What the fuck? Might take you a second to be like, all right, this is the new norm. But you're not allowed to do that anymore. You have to instantly adjust or you're a whatever-phobe. You know? You're a hater. Stupid. You're a hater. Yeah. Hate. Back to Hayden. Yeah, and I just find it funny that a lot of the same people who defended LeBron and what he did, a.k.a. Stephen A. Smith, are now all butthurt and red-assed about Kevin Durant. And to me, that just tells me that, they're, that, that they cannot put aside their fandom and be reporters. Which, I mean, Stephen A. Smith, I like Stephen A. Smith. You know, put the truth out there. He's an entertaining guy, but he's not, he's not the Associated Press. He is Fox News. He definitely yeah. he definitely has an agenda when he opens his mouth. And I enjoy him for that as entertainment. I don't go to him for unbiased like reporting. But shit, I don't even watch I don't I definitely don't watch ESPN for unbiased reporting <laughs> period because ESPN's just turned into nothing but talking heads. You go to Stephen Smith for biased as hell reporting. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of entertaining. That that's that's what I do. That's how I look at it's it. His personality. Exactly. A t- a, literally a talking head. Yes. He's okay. I'm here to entertain you. I'm a sports entertainment reporter. He's a he, he's he just like Jim Rome, just like you know a million other people. Like to me, unbiased is Joe Buck. Oh God, and Joe Buck is awful. He is so awful. <laughs> he's a, he's a fucking robot. I hate him so much. Like especially when we're talking about 2012 and the Tigers were doing the World, you know, when made the World Series and you did listen to Joe Buck because Fox had this World Series that year. Oh, I wanted to just shoot myself all the time. I would, I'd be one of those people. I would turn it down and put on Dan Dickerson <laughs> for sure. Like I'm not going to listen to goddamn Joe Buck. He is so awful. And then every now and then he does the Super Bowl. He's so emotionless. But like, that's how you know. That's that's how you know. Sadly, it, that's that's he's Mick announcer, Mick sportscaster. And there's his there's his non bias right there. Put together in a lab in fucking Atlanta or wherever the fuck Fox is. Which is hilarious because his father was not that. Yeah. Jack Buck was Jack Buck was drinking, smoking in the in the in the announcer's booth, like old school rough and tumble type announcer. And Joe Buck is just Joe Buck is a pussy. <laughs> I wish I wish the uh Joe Buck has a skinny wiener website was still around. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
<laughs> it was it was I mean it was just a website that took pot shots at him and did funny like mashups and everything like that. A, a local morning show that no longer exists around here. You used to used to talk about it all the time. So, <laughs> uh, and races especially to the ninth annual international player haters ball. Oh man! Hey 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 hey! Man, you corny! Next nigga say something while I'm talking is getting shot. That's your boy Patrice. So without further ado. Oh yeah. Oh, I was hoping this would be the one. Like, hey man, why you gotta have a car, man? Why you gotta have electricity, man? Oh, but speaking of red ass and butthurt over Kevin Durant. You uh you uh, heard about Dwayne Wade in the last uh, day or so? He's pissed. Uh, about Durant? Yeah. Well, he was only offered only he was only offered two years for forty million, and I guess Durant got fifty. And Dwayne Wade was like, "Oh, I, a couple of days ago, you were gonna make with the you know, fifty million dollars, Kevin Durant, and find room for the money. Then he ain't gonna give me that." He's like, yeah, "I'm not worth that," and I'm. I'm Kinda on his side about it. He's been with the Heat the whole time. I saw something that he's never been the highest played payer on the Heat. Like his yeah, spent them the whole time. Helped get him three rings. They, and uh, maybe it's the business sense in me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, you were gonna give the money to that guy. Why don't you give it to me? Uh, maybe now. I think where things are coming into play are maybe value. Uh, hasn't his knee been? Uh, I mean, it's been part of it holding him back his whole career. But has it been problematic the last couple of years? Well, there's that and the fact that he's been he's going into his 14th season mm-hmm. versus going into your 10th season. You know, he's he's literally on the the downside of the bell curve of, of his prime if he goes the way of most players. That, that is true. They, the, the, the horizon, the, the sun's approaching the horizon for him. I mean, him and LeBron came in the same year. LeBron's got a couple years on him. Um, but yeah. See, now to, now to me, here's the thing. If, if, if Dwayne Wade agreed to take less money to get Shaq into town, and then he agreed to take less money to get Bosh and LeBron into town, all right, and now he's complaining that he's 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 not getting offers of a guy who's at the peak of his prime, arguably, or just about to enter it. Then, uh, dude, you knew, you know, to to, to 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 use the Chappelle show again. You know where you bought that shirt, and it damn sure wasn't the men's department. All right, you you went ahead. And you were like, I, I want these championships, and I want the players around me that's going to help me bring the championship, pay them what they need to be paid to get them here, and let's do this. I understand you want that the reverse of the hometown discount. You want the hometown boost. But once again, this is how come I can't fault players who realize their situation is never going to put – they can't put themselves in a situation where they can maybe get championships, but they're talented enough to get paid. So they're going to have to go get paid because these owners are not going to be loyal to you. It's not these hoes ain't loyal. It's that these owners ain't loyal. <laughs> and that's right here is a case in point of it. Miami could just give him the 50 fucking million. I mean, they could, they could, they could, they could give him the 50 million, but they're not going to. I guarantee, I almost guarantee it. Well, now this is also uh, the, uh, the Bulls apparently said, hey, man, we'll pay you $50 million. And I guess uh, something that uh, 24 hours ago wasn't in play but now is, is Cleveland is thinking like, hey, uh, hey Dwayne Wade, why don't you come uh, play over here with the guy you already played with? So, I don't know, man. It, I mean, the Bulls officially have stated it's over with their current <laughs> roster. They got yeah. rid of Derrick Rose. They got rid of Joakim Noah. And uh, get that bench warm, New York Knicks. <laughs> can, 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 I, can I just say that I knew, I knew Rose was still – Kicking around, Noah. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Like, 
like I was like, really? He's ha- he's actually had that long of a career. Speaking of the players, you know, we're still kicking around. Dirk Nowitzki about to get a two-year, forty million dollar deal, which uh, puts him in the Mavericks uniform till he's forty. Dude, that is insane. That is insane. That what is these a- guys doing that have a longer shelf life? Because uh, I remember, well, I mean, when your little Kareem was in the league till he was like forty, early forties, but it doesn't seem like these guys had this quite this longevity that they're having now. I mean, you got Novitsky still playing. Anyone on the Spurs? I mean, he's Parker, Ginobili, Duncan still playing. I, th- I think there's a lot more. The training's different, and I think Kareem was kind of on the on the uh, at the at the the tip of the spear of that because he did a lot of training that athletes didn't do back then. He he did a lot of martial arts, which involved a lot of stretching, a lot of toning of muscles versus muscle mass. You know, doing do like okay, look at a guy like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was not a big man. Bruce Lee beat ninety percent of the people that step up to him ever in the history of the world's ass. That's just all there is to it. But he was also just solid fucking muscle. There's no fat on that man. But if you just saw him walking in regular street clothes, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's a badass right there. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't think it. You know, you. it's like looking at a lot of the Special Forces guys. Those guys are, more, are, are built more like your Bruce Lee. Now, there are some big fucking biscuit, two-liter drinking, you know, like I can't scratch my shoulder because of my muscles guys in the military, obviously. But... That's the exception rather than the rule these days, and I think a lot of it is to do with training regimens. I think a lot more training is built on lean muscle and lower, you know, m- body mass, especially on high impact sports where you run around, and your knees are taking a beating like like basketball. I mean, Steve Eisman played a couple seasons with bone on bone in his in in one of his knees, and the only reason he could do it is because. He's not jumping up and down. I mean, he even said himself, if I played basketball, if I played football, if I played baseball, I, I, I couldn't play right now. Fucking over. I, I'd have to retire, you know? So I think that's got a lot to do with it. And maybe it's just also, maybe it's because these, these athletes these days take better care of themselves. I, I, I think, like, I think back to, like, even the 80s, and you, you watch some of these documentaries, and, man, those guys were fucking some hard-living people. I mean, they liked to party. Like, just, just... You know, they were going out to the clubs and this and that. When's the last time you ever heard about Dirk Nowitzki going to the club? You know, so I don't think he's lighting it up down there in, in Dallas. You know, he he ain't partying, you know, he, and as hard as, like, the Lakers of the 80s did. I mean, them guys like, definitely not like the fucking... The Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus. You know, between the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s and the Miami Hurricanes of the 80s, that's probably where half of the, the world's cocaine consumption went during those two decades. The strip club looked like a team meeting. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know, I mean, between the, between those two teams and Aerosmith, in those two decades, that's where half of the world's cocaine consumption came from. <laughs> Seriously, I just, I, I, if, like, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I just wouldn't. So, but yeah, these, I, I, I truly think it is that. I think it is a lot of the condition is, is better. These guys take better care of themselves. Um, Whiskey just just blows my mind because it's just like, dude, you are a gumpy looking motherfucker. Yeah, but he's tall and he can shoot. He can ball though. This cat you know? can ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's no different than like when you hear teams talk about back in the day before they played Christian Leitner, they're like, oh, he's a bitch, bitch ass punk white boy, motherfucking ofe crack ass motherfucker. And then they get on the court with him and be like, oh no, oh he got game. Oh shit! You know, like, yeah, we we thought we thought all rich white boys or, or middle you know upper middle class white boys 
they couldn't keep up with us, but he did. Shit, you know? It blew the doors off a lot of them people. They didn't know, you know, they weren't expecting that. And I mean, it's like Dirk Nowitzki. If I saw him walking down the street, I'd be like, look at that gumpy motherfucker. I wouldn't think professional athlete, but, you know, hey, times are changing, I guess. This cack of ball, man. There you go. <laughs> so, kind of a local boy, but not really. We gonna Who's we gonna this? bring him up, Mister uh, <laughs> Mister Sleepy Sleep in the car while it's sinking into a pond. <laughs> Charles Rogers, something happened. No, Denard Robinson. <laughs> oh, Denard Robinson. Oh, what? Oh, you know, I sent that to you. I didn't read it, but I was like, oh, hey, you can tell you can tell training camp's getting close because like the first three things under latest news on ESPN.com with the NFL is all a court related, <laughs> all arrests and court related. Like, that just made me think, like, what happens? Like, cause it's been rather quiet in the NFL front. Do these guys realize they got a month left? It's like, you know, it's when you're like August and you're, it's a kid, you're a kid, you realize you only got a month left for summer vacation, so you start doing all the crazy dumb shit. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Like, oh, that's crazy. Let me get caught in a club with a gun or whatever the fuck's going on now. Like, yeah, he, uh, him and a, a female friend, apparently, uh, were found asleep at the wheel in his vehicle after it went off the road into a retention pond. He fell asleep at the wheel by authorities as his car was sinking into a retention pond. <laughs> what? <laughs> apparently. Well, how do you not know you're in the water? Dude, being an NFL player must be the most tiring job ever. Because weren't we just talking about Charles Rogers just falling asleep on the Tuesday afternoon at a restaurant? Yeah, a female was also asleep. Dude, is it is this is this like a new drug that we don't know about because we're old now? That, that like... The, the kids are taken. Like, is this what Molly does? Because ecstasy kept me up. And if Molly's just pure MDMA, I don't understand how these people are asleep on this shit. This police, but, a police officer determined Robinson wasn't impaired, so no DUI charges were filed. Uh, car was totaled. Authorities didn't observe any skid marks to indicate Robinson tried to hit his brakes. So, like, what is this? Were they, like, on a road trip and were tired and, like, they put the parking brake on? Like, this is this is what I'm thinking or something, because they were both asleep. Well, his statement is, I just wanted to let everyone know that I was involved in a single car accident on Saturday night, and thankfully everyone was safe and remained unharmed. I thank God every single day for the opportunities he's presented me with. I'm grateful every morning to wake up healthy. Apparently, you got sleep apnea or something, because you're not getting a good night's sleep. If you're just going to sleep and running off a road and still being asleep after you hit the fucking pond. I, I know. He says, I should not have been driving that later when I was that tired, but again, I'm just glad that everyone was safe. God bless. Apparently, sleep and pizza sliding off the front seat are the NFL players' worst fucking like enemies these days. Who was that? Where the pizza slid off the front seat? That was Burleson. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he, he had he, he had he had he didn't have a compound fracture. When like grew and ready. Yeah, but he grew an elbow <laughs> in the middle of his forearm because he tried to grab a damn pizza's a hot and ready it's not it's not cottage in it's not jets let that fucking five dollar piece of shit hit the floorboard who gives a shit i'm not getting a, a, a broken arm and missing the season over that nonsense i know he's afraid he's gonna have to buy another one i <laughs> just bought this pizza it's <laughs> five dollars each oh man i just i don't know what the fuck is going what 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 is going on with people falling asleep in the NFL? I just... By the way, U of M fans, yeah, he sure is lighting it on fire in the NFL, by the way. Ooh, yeah. Oh, shoelace? Yeah. yeah. They, mm, man. Dude, did anyone... Okay, seriously. Did anyone think that he was going to? Oh, I, man, when he was playing at Michigan, fucking yes. I never Michigan thought he was... Slappy thought he was 
the next best, he was the next great thing, and he was going to go on to this prolific NFL career. That I must not be a, a Michigan slappy. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. And it's like, eh, no, he's, he's a shitty quarterback. <laughs> and he, I think he tried that quarterback mess for like half a season, and they realized, no, you're a running back. It's like, yeah, most people in Michigan knew this a few years ago. Yeah, and, and on top of that, tie your fucking shoes, dude. Yeah. Fucking Jesus. But yeah, yeah, I I didn't think he was gonna be like really speaks some... to your discipline that you don't tie your shoes. But anyway, well, never never thought he was gonna be like a great quarterback in the NFL. Never even thought he was gonna be a great pretty much anything in the NFL. I thought he'd be you know second, third string, maybe practice squad. I thought he'd end up as a receiver. Well, I mean, I thought I thought I thought that uh, Tebow was gonna turn into you know the uh, uh, kind of what they do these days. A lot of teams do. They have the um, tight end slash fullback position. You know, I thought maybe that he, you know, that was going to happen with Tebow. It didn't. So I don't know. Then they must have saw something in his game that said you're better at running back than you are. Maybe he doesn't have that good of hands. I don't know. Didn't really follow him out after his career at Michigan. You know, I hey, who, who drafted him? And they told me, and I was like, okay, his career's over. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jacksonville. Yeah. He's okay. got drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. You mean the third? No one gives a fuck team in the state of Florida. Gotcha. Okay. You know, because it, it it definitely goes Dolphins, Bucks. Jaguars in Florida. Hey, well, speaking of Florida, what do you think of the the, the, the Panthers? The the moves that he made down there. Apparently, Panthers. it's been it's been touted as they, they're they're trying to build themselves a title, bring themselves a title to wherever the fucking Panthers play. <laughs> Is that uh, Miami? Yeah, that's Miami. Um, I think they're still going to play. This is just my opinion. I guess I guess you could say my Steve Eiserman bias is is showing. But I think if you talk to anyone who's way more knowledgeable about the NHL than myself, um, down to people like me, they'll tell you that Steve Eiserman has proven he's one of the best executives in the league at the at the moment. I think Florida is trying to stock the cupboard and buy themselves buy themselves a chance at championship. I mean, they're they're definitely they're definitely making moves to be in the talk of contention. But there's a lot of there's a big difference between being in the in, being talked about as a contender and being an actual contender. Just ask any Detroit Tigers fan. I mean, every year, you know, for the last what seven or eight, except for this year, it was you know somebody high up was picking the Tigers to go to the World Series. You know, this is the first year that they were they you know like no, nope, not going to happen. But I. I just I see I see Florida as a uh, as an afterthought for the uh, for the for the NHL teams in Florida. I think I hate to say it because Tampa's turned into a hell of a rival to the Red Wings, but I, I think in the East, it, you know, Cup yeah Pittsburgh won it, but I think Cup's going to have to go through Tampa this year. That's just my opinion. So Rich is way too early NHL yeah. twenty seventeen prediction. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. Once again, last season at the Joe. Yeah, well, honestly, I forgot how much of a piece of shit that place was. <laughs> I, I went. What was it? Uh, last season, season before, I went to a game for the first time in a decade, and was like, had to sit up in the upper bowl, and was going up them steps of death, and was like, this is some bullshit, man. Yeah, twenty thirty years ago, that place was great. Now, but yeah, um, just like, all right, I don't think that I think the Panthers are making better moves. But they're not making moves enough for it to be on my radar. But I think they're making better moves than, let's say, just to stay close to home. The Red Wings did. Red Wings made a bunch of signings to, to go, hey, look, we're still, we still are trying. 
but they're not contenders. I mean, that's just all there is to it. They're 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 they're, put, they're signing role players. They'll just keep the the playoff streak alive. Is what you're saying? I think Holland's trying to buy himself another season and maybe the inaugural season of the new uh, arena, which I don't see why it makes a difference because the salary cap's not going to go up that much to where he can go back to being the Ken Holland of 2002. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. No, man. Hey, man, we all, yeah, uh, the boss thing about it, man, we all have those glory days. You know, I think Holland's are behind him. But you know, every you know, we all have that. We all have that downside of our career. Where maybe we don't make the best moves, or maybe you know, it's a new league, and maybe your way of thinking doesn't work in the new league. And who knows? It could be a bunch of things. But you know, uh, if we want to, I guess, go with <laughs> the sport that's still actually being played, and the last to talk about maybe tonight. Um, hey, real quick, uh, there's 64 days, 14 hours, 57 minutes, and 50 seconds to the 2016 NFL first game kickoff. There's a hundred. There's a hundred days as of today till the NHL. So yeah. So okay. I found found a timer online. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're about the halfway point of the season. Yeah. And just pulling up the uh, the, the standings in the mm-hmm. AL East, you got Orioles. Uh, you have the Red Sox two games behind. You have the Jays two and a half games behind. And then I think you can safely say, short of a money ball type miracle, the Yankees and the Rays are out of it with being seven and thirteen behind, respectively. Um, in the Central, you got the Indians in first, Tigers six and a half games behind. Uh, I don't think the Tigers have actually beaten the Indians. What I'm looking at right now, it says the White Sox are in first. Really? Or wait, stand by. Ignore the so, thing I just said. It was okay. the pop-up menu putting the teams in order. I have the standings up now. Gotcha. Yeah, so you got Tigers six and a half games, Royals seven games back, White Sox seven and a half games, and the Goalie Twins 23 games out of first. Well, so uh, looking at this, it's anybody's division except for the Twins. I mean, it's the Indians, quote-unquote. <sighs> but, but right now we're... It, we're still we're we're still in the pardon me for saying so if you're a baseball fan but we're still in the nobody gives a fuck part of the season of baseball we don't get into the me personally I you know, I don't get into starting I care in April and I care in August if if that makes any sense to anybody because I'm sure I'm sure it does because it's, it's, it's grueling it's just that part of the summer where it's like Jesus like you know it's crucial game ninety nine uh, or no I'm sorry that's too high of a number crucial game seventy two of one hundred and sixty two you know it's just it's it's a grueling part of the season right now. You got three teams all relatively the same uh, games behind, so you could still call it anybody's division in the Central except I, the Twins. I would say with the way the Indians are playing, short of a uh, a massive choke job, they pretty much have the Central wrapped up. Um, Dude, fucking Indians. <laughs> that's just I I I I know, but you got you got the Cavs that that they poured. 50 gallons of fresh hope down their throats, maybe. Who knows? And then in the AL West, you got the Rangers, who, man, I, I have to respect what Nolan Ryan's done out there. He has quietly built a team that is just always, always in it. I mean, they got the best winning percentage in the fucking AL, and I don't think they get enough credit, like, for what they've done. But anyways, besides that, you got the Astros, who I'm shocked they're not doing better, but they're seven and a half out, and the Mariners are eight and a half. Athletics and uh, Angels are 15 and a half and 18 and a half. Angels is kind of shocking. Angels spend a lot of money to be that far out of first place. Mm-hmm. Lots of money. Nationally, you got the Nationals and the NL East, uh, the Mets and the Marlins, four and a half, six and a half, and then the Phillies and the Braves. Braves, yeah. They, thanks for playing, Braves. See you next yeah. year. <laughs> See you next season. Uh, Central, you got the 
the uh, Cubs. Cubs. Five All Stars apparently coming up to the All Star game next week. Dude, Cubs when when they signed uh, uh, Epstein after he got cut from or he was let go from Boston. I was like, he's he's really good at taking teams who. I mean, he, he took Boston, who's always like an also-ran, and he turned them into multiple World Series champions. A lot of baseball left, though, man. It, this is, I mean, there's still half a season left. Yeah, yeah, yeah Remember the true. Mets from a few years ago, who went into September, the bells of the ball, so to speak, and came out at the end of it? Choke artists? Mm-hmm, yep. By the way, uh, uh, this is coming out later on, but uh, as of recording this, 11-1, to 1, uh, Cleveland. <laughs> Bottom of the eighth. The That's what I'm Tigers. saying, dude. Detroit cannot beat Cleveland. That's why it's going to have to be uh, the Sox. It's going to have to be the Sox and the Royals beating up on Cleveland and Detroit dominating the Royals and the White Sox. And I just don't see that happening for, the, for, for yeah, for them to get the Central. That's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. But anyways, yeah, so you got the Cubs, you got the Cardinals. Cardinals are just, <sighs> Cardinals are like, I look at the Cardinals like the Red Wings of the of the uh, of, of the MLB. They're just a class of the Yankees. Eh, see, Yankees are just. I know everyone. The Yankees will buy themselves a World Series. They used to with Steinbrenner, and the the Wings kind of were doing the same thing there for a while. Yeah, but the Yankees. It, I look at the Yankees, and you got to look at the Yankees' history. And if you look at it in in the, in the NHL, the Wings don't have that history. They have a a strong history, but that is Montreal. That is the Canadians. They are the Yankees of the NHL. They're just not winning right now. But people forget that the 80s and half of the 90s, neither were fucking, neither were the uh, 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 Yankees winning. I mean, they weren't doing shit, you know, for a good 15-year stretch. Mm-hmm. And what's it been? 93 was the last time uh, Montreal won it. I mean, so yeah, it's a little bit longer of a stretch. But for teams that go back this far, it's not that unusual to have stretches like this. I mean, you start getting into the 30-year-plus area, then that's that's... That's when you start talking like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> that's when you start talking Cubs and Red Sox and curses and, you know, shit like that. <laughs> um, Pirates, who i not an NL guy at all whatsoever, but I'd like to see the Pirates do well. But I don't know. They're, they're playing just barely 500, so I, 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 I mean, think they're pretty much. Who'd have thought the Cubs are the best team in the league right now? The fucking Chicago, the lowly-ass, bullshit-ass Chicago Cubs are the best team in the league right now, winning percentage-wise. The lovable losers. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Like you said, it's still only the halfway point. There's stories about that fucking goat again. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and rounded out, you got the Brewers and the Reds. In the West, I don't think this is really any shock. You Reds got the Giants. Over. You got the Giants and the and the Dodgers up near the top. Dodgers are five out. And then the Rockies, uh, Diamondbacks, and Padres. They're all season. between 14 and a half, 16 games out. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about, you know, midseason stuff, I'm definitely, like I said, I think... I don't know, man. This is just just a gut feeling here. I think it's definitely going to be out of the central, the Indians, and I don't think the Tigers are gonna. I don't think the Tigers are gonna make playoffs this year. And I think it's it's you're probably gonna have one wild card team come out of the central, and I'm gonna say probably the other one's gonna come out of the, the AL East. So yeah, we, need a, we need a sound effect for Rich's bold predictions. <laughs> I mean, just you know, just watching teams that aren't mine casually, like I just. I think the Rangers are just solid, like they always are. Astros, I wish they'd do something a little bit more. Like I, Before the season started, I, I did make that. I didn't say they were going to win the World Series, but I was like, don't sleep on the Astros. And I mean, they're they're, they're, they're hanging in there, but seven and a half out, eh, 
You know, that's that's uh, you know, yeah, the same record as the Tigers and the Rangers have the best record in the AL. So they're going up against even a, a, a bigger deficit than the Tigers are. So, but yeah, and then National League, what I kind of want to see happen, I want to see the Nationals go to the World Series. <laughs> I want to see if uh, people if, shut if, up about Bryce Harper and uh, Scherzer. Yeah, let's see what he does for a fucking different team during the, the postseason. Because I'm I'm kind of wondering if he's actually worth all that money. Because so far he's 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 been pitching like he is, and he made the right move in my opinion. He went from the AL, which is Stronger batting teams to the NL. <coughs> I think. <coughs> excuse me. Went from having to worry about nine guys to eight guys. Yeah, I think most of the time when you see uh, pitchers come from the NL to the AL is when you you start seeing dominant pitchers go into like you know middle of the rotation guys. Uh, he made the right move. You know, he was a top of the rotation guy, arguably the ace of the staff. Oh, was uh, last year, year here, no doubt he was ace of the staff. You know, I mean, I think the only reason that people would argue that he wasn't was just because of Verlander's contract, not because of the way Verlander was pitching at the at that point in time at all. Because um, you get you get some people who think you know what you get paid dictates your position on the team. Eh, somewhat, but uh, but you're right. His performance the year Scherzer's last year, he was fucking lights out, man. He said, "Oh yeah, take your Cy Young and shove it up your ass." All right. Check this shit out. You know, he turned it on for, you know, I've always wondered if guys can turn it on or turn it off for a contract year. I've always thought that's kind of like maybe a half-truth to that and maybe more bullshit than what it's touted as. Because, I mean, if you could turn it on and off, why would you just turn it on all the time and maximize your fucking earning potential? But that's just me. Well, I mean, yeah, there is that. But also, if you're just 100% all the time, you know, you'll burn out quicker. That's true. You end up like Joel Zamaya. Yeah. You know, going out there and I don't know. He was such a phenom. I'm sure people have to remember him that are that are even casual baseball fans from ten years ago. But it, the one thing I didn't like about him was every time he threw a pitch, you could see him no matter where he was at, home or away. He looked to see what the radar gun said, mm-hmm. and it got to the point where you know they were talking about you know certain parks have hotter guns than others, and if he wasn't hitting 100, 101, 102, you know it, it would fuck with his head, and he'd throw harder. And next thing you know, he threw so hard he Blew out his fucking arm in, what, three three seasons? Yeah, he flamed out quick. I mean, there was a, uh, they did a, a couple stories on him the last couple months because they've been celebrating the 2006 Tiger team. And yeah, uh, there's a uh, couple times he threw so hard, like he like he snapped a tendon in his wrist, and one time he like something happened with his knuckle or some shit because he was just he threw the ball so goddamn hard. And the the human body has limits apparently, and he he reached them. Yeah, there's way you you can only put so much torque on your on your your joints and your your tendons before shit starts giving, and that's mm-hmm. you know, that's what happened. He was a freak of nature, but you know, eventually, hey, you're gonna hit that wall. That's just. Hey man, he made his money. If he was smart about it, he's just fine. <laughs> like, oh, uh, from what I hear, he like you know he uh, he he's he's like Forrest Gump. He invested his money and he owns a fishing company. I mean, he had a couple, at least a couple of years while he was here. He had a seven-digit deal, so I mean, he did all right. Oh God, yeah. And I mean, dude, I'm pretty sure if he came back here, you know, one month out of the year, you know, not even all at once, just you know. Out of the years, you know, equals one month he was here doing autograph signings. People would come out and get his autograph, just like Mark Fidrich. Yeah, just come to Tiger Fest every February. Yeah, you know, do a couple, you know, do a couple spot signings during during the season and or in the off season out here, and people will come and they'll pay. You know, they'll happily pay ten, fifteen dollars for a signed eight by ten. 
and go back to being a fi- isn't he like a fisherman in San Diego or some shit like that? Yeah, yeah. From what I, I heard a, a interview with him and on a local uh, sports show, and yeah, that's what he said. He said he invested his money and he's like Forrest Gump. I invested my money and now I own a fishing company. Fucking now he just he left the rat race. That's what I'm doing. I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> done it now, really. Kind of like I've just you know I've just I've had enough of the rat race and I have these opportunities to leave it yet still make income so I'm fucking tanking them maybe it's, maybe it's a little midlife crisisy but I don't care. It's better than buying a fucking Miata, dude. Yeah, it's better than being that douchebag. It's better than going to hair club for men. Yeah, like I don't have to go to a, like I don't have to report to a cube anymore. What's fucking wrong with that? Nothing <laughs> like, at all. The money's still gonna show up. Fucking I'm in. <laughs> but anyway, but the I think the one last thing we should talk about as far as baseball goes is the forgive the uh the cheesiness of what i'm about to say the sleeping giant in the room which is the giants who've quietly became basically the team of the early 2000s and 10s that's true there's there's a lot of rings in san francisco last few years you know not cock rings by the way and they you know i don't know if it's because they're not in la i mean i'm pretty sure if you had the Sox, i know if you had the yankees if you had the mets doing this we would constantly hear about it, how the, you know they're the, the 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 new dynasty, but I, you really don't hear that a whole lot. Maybe hardcore baseball circles you do, but it's just like for what five seasons they won in 2010, 2012, and 2014. So now, do you think it might perhaps be because you got a little bit of the uh, maybe uh, a little bit of tainted view with the, the association with Barry Bonds? Yes, no, maybe. Am I out of my mind? I don't think people hold any ill will towards the Giants because of Bonds. I mean, did he really? I mean, I know he was hated by reporters, but you think he was that hated to where he could just taint an entire organization? I, I think he was. He's viewed as. I mean, he's universally viewed as a cheater. You know, like kind of how when you say O.J. Simpson, first thing comes to mind is murderer. <laughs> I mean, it's see Barry Bonds. It's it first thing comes to mind usually is cheater. My opinion, that's what he's, he's become associated with, you know? So you think that they're looked at as, like, enablers? Uh, perhaps. Maybe they look the other way, like, fuck it, we're winning. It may, maybe that's taking some of that, but, too, I mean, we're also we're in the middle of the country. Maybe we're way off. Who knows? Mm, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I just know that I, I remember the late aughts. I mean, is that the, the 2000s, whatever? From two, basically, from 2004 to 2009, it was just Red Sox wall-to-wall anytime baseball was brought up. Yeah. And I understand that the, four, the four-letter network, the Red Sox are basically in their backyard. But still, they had a lot of big... I mean, they had a... God, you look at that 2004 team, there was a lot of big personalities on that team. And even the, 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 the team that won in 2007, you know, you had Papelbon, who was doing, like, the Lord of the Dance shit out there in his fucking underwear. You know, on the field after winning and shit. And, you know, you just, you had that, I guess, mystique that went with the team. With the Giants, it's just like, they just quietly just, hey, it's just what I do, man. We just win. It's just what we do. Which I think is probably, I think that is a fallout of having Bonds out there for so long. I think the organization's like, yeah, we're not going to put up with a bunch of bullshit. I mean, they, they put up with, uh, who was the reliever with the big beard? Wilson? Brian Wilson. Yeah, they put up with him for a while, and then he just, no, nope, we're good. The minute you start slipping, we're not putting up with your nonsense later. Yeah. You know, Freak Lincecum, well, I mean, he just fell off, but... Yeah, he was, as a, as a former fantasy owner of Tim Lincecum, he fucking, the plane crashed into the mountain real quickly with that guy. Yeah, so, 
But yeah, I don't know. So far, nothing has really got me jacked up this season. Like for baseball, no, there's no, uh, there's no holy shit. I'm really shocked by any team. So it's, it's pretty much gone as I expected it to go. So unless you're a Minnesota Twins fan. <laughs> well, uh, part of my problem is I really don't like any other team in the Central. <laughs> I don't. I, I still don't like the Blue Jays for '87. Damn. Yeah, that's All true. Right. They fucked everything up. I remember that. You know. So we took the pennant. We faced them in the playoffs, and when we went out the first round, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. And that was supposed to be the 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 year where we weren't the you know we didn't need the bless you boys. You know, help from a deity to oh, win. I remember we were that just supposed season. to win. You know, we were just supposed to win. So, tops cards had the wood finish. It was like a bat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that. I had that complete collection that year. Yeah, I, 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 I had a lot of them as well. Yeah, that was the, the, that was. Uh, didn't the Twins end up winning the World Series that year? Yes. Yep. Yeah, and just another reason I'm not a real big fan of of the Twins. See, I got, just, I got proof I used to be more than a casual sports fan. <laughs> well, when you're a kid, man, you, you know, you're not distracted by females and jobs and bills. So, you know, you have a lot more energy and, and willpower to put into following sports. Remember the sticker books? Oh, yeah. Dude, for, uh, when I moved, I had to throw a few of them away. And I literally, like, even though I wasn't on a, on a time limit, I sat down and flipped through them all. <laughs> I had them for each league. I had them for NBA, NHL, NFL, and baseball. And I think yeah. the ones I kept up the most with were that I had multiple years of were uh, the the baseball and hockey. Yeah, well, that's something I try to explain to people no matter where I've lived in the country. Surprisingly, I even had to explain to people in New York. Like, my family wasn't a big football f- family. So I, that's, I got into football on my own at a at an older age than most kids do. That's why... We were more of a college football family. Like, my family would watch the Wolverines, but they never watched pro football. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Florida, all my friends were watching the Creamsicle Yucks. So I ended up watching, you know, the Bucks and became a Bucks fan. Came back up here and was like, hey, I'm going to watch the Lions. And after about a season or two of that shit, I was like, okay, I'm going to fuck this. At least Tampa Bay sucks, and they don't give us that false hope. The Lions in the 90s were constantly, ho- you know, doing the Lucy, holding the football. But where Tampa Bay was Lucy and would pull it away every time yeah. up until the late 90s, uh, Detroit would actually hold it there every once in a while, so it gave you that false hope. Ever think we would refer to the Wayne Font years as, like, the glory years? God, no. Not Cocaine Wayne. <laughs> God, no. People hated him. Hated him. And he is the best coach they've had in our lifetime. By by far the best coach. Yeah, he was so hated. He was such a divisive figure. And now we long for a coach like, hey, bring, what's Wayne doing? He's still alive? Let's bring him out of retirement. Probably (laughs) the coach lines. Probably the coach that comes closest to that would have been Schwartz, but he pulled when he went to to Buffalo as as their D coordinator. And he beat us back here in Detroit, and they carried him off the field. I think that soured a lot of people on Schwartz. So I think. Well, why would you uh, celebrate that? Why would you celebrate beating your old loser team? <laughs> like because I think Schwartz thinks he got a raw deal, and I think he he convinced his players to play with a chip on their shoulder. And it's because it's the it's once again it's that disrespect hater card. You know, we got haters. Haters are going to make us famous. You're being disrespected. You're not being given the respect that you deserve, you know. And if, if we go there and we lose to the Lions, we're never going to hear the end of it. So go in there, win. And they were like, all right, let's carry him off the field. Fuck these guys, you know. And But, I mean, if, it, if, if, they, if he hadn't have done that, I think he would be the second 
most beloved coach in our lifetime, I think it just by default now falls to Mariucci. Just because I don't really think people hated Mariucci. They just were like, you're just, you just kind of are there. You're not a morning wig. You don't, you don't take the fucking win instead of the ball in overtime, you know. Uh, you're not Marinelli, who was just way, like, he was just way over his head. I think Mariucci's just one of those guys who was uh, as good as the people you put around him if you just looked at his coaching career. Well, Mariucci had one thing going for him, and that's a lot of women thought he was good looking, so he got a pass. (laughs) Ooh, he's got the pretty blue eyes. And I'm like, that's what I look for in my football. Didn't he, like, best friends with Izzo or something? They went to college together? I think so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure think he got a raw deal. He had four years. You know, most most programs nowadays, you get three years, and that's it. You had three years, or you had four years. You had almost half a decade. You know, at some point, it's are we bringing it all back around to the Kevin Durant conversation? And it about performance a lot of times. Hey, you know, you got close, but uh, not working out for us. Have a good one. The organization was being Kevin Durant in this scenario. Well, I don't know. I. I they, I, Schwartz was just, he was just, to me, he was just a fucking typical meathead coach, man. You know, I, shit like, don't say we're scared. Don't say we're scared. Like, looking for that sound bite, you know, to, to put up on his bulletin board material. And, I don't know, he's just a try hard. And, I, I mean, like, I, I get trying hard to win, but it's like he, once again, I just, I have such an issue. That's why I don't like, like, a lot of Spartans fans these days because they still want to play that that we're the underdogs we got that chip on our shoulder disrespect fuck you you I'm know you're not for like 10 years i'm, I'm exactly. with you there like stop trying to play the underdog put some swagger in your step now son like yeah stop being the victim here you're not a fucking victim if you want to get right down to it you haven't been since heart called you little brother that's been fucking a decade ago. But you could argue that uh, that card gets played because you always have a asshole Michigan fan like, well, you want to talk about the last hundred years? You well, know, no. You got those, no, that's, those no. assholes out there. Oh, we're going to get into it now. Fuck that. Because I'm tired of these fucking state fans coming out with, like, I don't want to hear about ancient history. Oh, I'm sorry. You only want to hear about the last, what, seven years? So it's okay to talk about the last seven to ten years, but you don't want to hear about the time before that. You know? And I'm like, I just, no, look. You want you, you want to look at modern? Okay, fine. You've, you've owned our asses. Congratulations. But if you want to talk all time, sit down. You're not even fucking, you know... Yeah, we've upgraded you from the back of the plane to, like, business, but you ain't in first class yet. Give it a couple more, you know. But, Rich, what I'm saying is that attitude is what still gives you the little the, the little brother attitude, the underdog attitude. Well, you know, it's like we got the local guy. For people who don't know, we have a local guy here, probably the most well-known sports talk guy here in Detroit at the moment. He's a Michigan State grad. He's actually from Syracuse, New York. So you got the fucking Guido attitude mixed with the 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 the, the, the I don't know, the inferiority complex of going to Michigan State when they really were fucking, like, getting their ass handed to them. And, because I think he even, he went after they went to the Rose Bowl in the late 80s, didn't he? I think he graduated in, like, 02 or something like that. That, that, wow, that recently? I thought he graduated in the mid-90s. Dude, that's 15 years ago. (laughs) Almost. I mean, that's... Yeah, he is younger than us. Yeah. Talk about Mike Valeni, by the way, if you want to look him up. He's he has the infamous make plays rant. I'll just leave it at that. It's it's so great. It's such <laughs> it's, it's, it's such great listening to. I think it's because it's the part of me that's a Lions fan that loves that speech. <laughs> Who's calling plays? Ancient art puffing stuff. I mean just <laughs> It is a good rant, I have to give him that. But like I think really he's what's giving you guys your balls back as Spart as Spartan fans 
more so even than the play on the fucking field. Because you, you have an advocate in it where you feel you never had one, even though you got guys like Caputo who went to state, and he begrudgingly gives like the Wolverines their props, but he tries hard not to be a homer. Valenti's just a fucking homer, and he's just pumped you guys up. And it's like... I like, like I don't want to talk about the past. Let's talk about the last ten years. What the fuck? I, that don't even come on, dude. That don't even make sense. Come on now. It's like well, I, I'm a buddy of mine who's a Nebraska fan wants to talk about like like look, look at all the look, look at all our history. Oh really? Well, I'm a U of M fan, winning this football program in the history of college sports. Well, I think I, I just want to talk about the perfect rebuttal history. for that argument, which is let's say if you tried to do that with racism. Hey, well. <laughs> to black people. Hey, man, let's not talk about the past. Let's talk about the last 10 years. <laughs> you would be told to shut the fuck up immediately. You're arguing my point for me. No, I'm saying, it's, uh, yes, <laughs> I, I found the rebuttal that you should use. I wasn't saying rebuttal to your argument. I was saying what you should use because, <laughs> yeah, I'm shutting myself up. You're right. Look, more power to you. I'm not a state of Michigan guy. I've never right said now. that. We got to take what we can get. All right? Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> uh, you know, Enjoy it because everything's everything runs on a cycle. Yep. And like a wheel turns, you're not always going to be at the top, but you're not always going to be at the bottom unless you're a Cubs or Lions fan. I would say Cleveland, but they actually pulled out of their nosedive. So yeah, and right now, well, you know, if you're a Cubs fan right now, fucking take that shit and get take it take it while you can because you never know. I mean, wasn't it uh, the whole Bartman situation? Uh, Did you remember? Uh, the infamous uh, email that Drew left his boss about needing tickets to the World Series in Chicago. Yeah, I'm going to need Monday off because I'm <laughs> going to the World Series. And yeah, yeah, I love when he listens back to it. And uh, another local sports guy, is he's, he's from Chicago, and he called his boss uh, before the Bartman incident in 2003. Sounded like he'd had a few drinks and was talking about how he's going to need time off to go to the World Series. And every time he listens back to it, he's like, oh, just shut up, you idiot. Shut up. <laughs> That's why, dude, I don't, when I watch sports, I'm not a shit talker until the game's done. Then I'll talk some shit. Or before the game starts. I'll talk a little bit of shit before the game starts. But during the game, no. The last year's Michigan versus State game. That's all I got to say. That's why I didn't talk shit during the game. Yeah, I know, right? Because it sticks in your craw, doesn't it, that game? Oh, Jesus Christ. And what really bothers me is, is that the State fans were like, oh, that, was, that wasn't luck. I'm like, that's all that was. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That's all that, that was. was it, that, that was bad defense and a stroke of lady luck. Exactly. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. That wasn't luck. Give me a fucking... Like, that was skill. Like, they, like they drew up that play, and it, it went just the way we drew it up. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. All right, guys. We're running whoopsie-daisy. All right. On three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, called. oh, shit. Uh, all I know is that I'm not... I, I hope I'm not an insufferable Michigan fan. But I probably will be, considering that my co-host, who I'll have to refer to like such the week of the Michigan State game, I'll probably be like, I won't even call you by your name. I refuse <laughs> to call you Chris. I'll just be like, hey, hey co-host. Hello, co-host. Hello, fellow hey, podcaster. Sparty. How you doing, Sparty? <laughs> ready for the athletic contest this weekend. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Do we even want to try to do an on-air bet for that? Oh, we could. Oh, we must. We got to get, oh, get a third person in here in on this somehow. Before we do that. So that's all I'm saying. We just have to. No one wants to do it. I try. Apparently, we're the only people out of the people I know that like sports enough to talk about it every week. Oh, no. I have a few friends that are like, I can do it, but I can't do it every week. And I'm like, can I get you on a rotation? <laughs> How about every second and fourth week of the, of the month? And we'll get someone to do every first and third. No. 
Nope. And I'm like, all you need to do is just give you an hour or two, one day a week. People are like, man, nope. you want me to do like work and shit? How much am I going to get paid? <laughs> it's not just go, yeah. You know what? Never mind. This ain't for you. Yeah, I know. We gotta. Get, we need to get some income. Come on, people. Hit the donate button on ChristopherMedia.net. Or just click through our things. You can do that. Go to, go to Amazon's. We got a link. Click through it. It doesn't cost you nothing extra. We get a little bit of loot, you know? That's everything I say at the beginning with the little spot that we got. But uh, we'll get there. You know, there's some things that, uh, some pay-per-click things we could probably do with, like, the NFL shop.com and all that fun stuff. And, man, th- think about this, too. We've been talking awful lot of football. It, it's summertime. Oh, man. It's, oh, just, I can't wait. Like, it's, it's the summer is bittersweet because now I'm like, oh, it's July 4th. Oh, man. By the end of the month, we'll be talking training camp. Yep. Just Dude. Like, Less than a month, we'll be talking about preseason NFL games. Yes, they suck, but the fact that they will be going on, um, I'm excited. The why my Y chromosome is excited. I, I'm already like, I even if you don't have HBO, I'm going to give you an HBO Go login because we're going to spend half of each podcast talking about Hard Knocks. Training camp bearable for me anymore. I don't know if you ever watch Hard Knocks, but it's fucking great because you just see all the nonsense behind the scenes and. I, fuck, who's it going to be this year? Oh, it's going to be uh, the L.A. Rams. Oh, that's right. So, the only team hopefully their, some... home, their home crowd will be like a, t- a visiting crowd. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So no one's an L.A. Rams fan. L.A.'s not, I mean, it, it's the joke on L.A. is, and I guess it's true to some extent, is nobody's from L.A. Not really. I mean, it is basically a city of transplants, so. Yeah, I guess you go out there, and I mean, there'll be like a Pittsburgh Steelers bar. There'll be a fucking uh, Cleveland Browns bar, New York Jets bar. You know, it's where all those people go and can go to. Uh, so, yeah, Rams game should be interesting. I don't know. I mean, I guess that market's big enough to support a team, but it doesn't seem like they haven't had a team for 20 years, and it doesn't seem that it's really bothered them. It just seems like this was more of a business deal than anything to put the Rams there. Like, there was the owner was just like, I'm not getting the terms I want. Peace out. I'm going to L.A. It doesn't seem like L.A. was, like, frothing at the mouth for a team. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I honestly, when's the last time they had a team? The Raiders? Yeah. I don't even. I, I wasn't even that much of a football fan back then, so I can't even. I can't even speak on how rabid of of a fan base that was, if at all. Only reason the Raiders are on my radar is because like Ice Cube was wearing them and shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, all the all the guys in NWA. Yeah, and you know they had Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile, and you can. He was always good for running touchdowns. <laughs> what play are you gonna run with Bo Jackson? The Bo Jackson play? Yeah, the one where he just runs. All you had to do with Bo Jackson was uh, run to the outside, left or right. And you usually you, you had to shake a defender or two. You know, he hit that B button or whatever one it was that gave you the stiff arm, and bam, you were gone. I made him my kick returner half the time. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you give a chance to get the offense on the field, huh? Hell no, I'd have like triple digit return yards half the time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, special teams just dominate. Period. Oh, Tecmo Bowl. Man, there's emulators out there. I got to play that again. But anyway, we've rambled on enough, haven't we? Yeah, well, I guess we better call this one a, a wrap here. Yeah, it's going to be a long one, though. That's good, though. But, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, nothing will happen in between now and when I post this. But, uh, you know, you never know. The Olympics are going to... Should we even... Bo- That's going to be happening like in like two weeks. When's the last time you even gave a fuck about the Olympics? Like, ever? And I think I cared when before my voice sounded like this, and that was about it. I don't know, dude. We're going to have to see. Um, I usually watch, when it comes to Olympics, Summer Olympics, I usually would watch maybe diving, swimming, and that was about it. Isn't and that Olympics was really the only, t- every four years, nationalism is okay? <laughs> Isn't that what it really is? I, 
I guess. Every four I don't years, know. It's okay for the whole world to just, you know, rampant, ugly nationalism. USA. A lot of that will be going on. Well. Sold a record number of flags this year, so you never know. <laughs> I saw that on July 4th on the news. Oh, boy. I, I, I just wonder how many how many of those were uh, spurned by Mr. Mr. Drumpf. Oh, God. Oh. But see, it's a good spot to end. So now we're going to stray off and do different territory. Yeah, and i got to use the bathroom. <laughs> we, that we, hurts coming we, back. I don't know. It's crazy. Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully uh, hopefully one of uh, our super fans is actually, of the old podcast, yeah. has actually decided to listen to this one, and, and she might be out there and, and picking up what we're laying down. Yeah, no promises. Yeah. But just, just, yeah, things are percolating. Refiring up an old podcast. But thank you for listening to this podcast. Thanks for the retweets. It's it's funny seeing all the, the, the people that retweet us every week. Uh, so thank you. Uh, it's, we have done some Arizona. Uh, we're, we're reaching, we're getting there. You know, we, we're starting out. You know, we're, we're in our first dozen episodes here. Finally got four in a row out. We set a record for consecutive shows. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> uh, Arizona, huh? Uh, I know, I know a few people out in Arizona. I wonder if uh, uh, they actually, you know, decided to, to 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 join in. You know what I'm saying? I get some love from some NHL fan sites, so it's it's all good. At Sporgy Podcast on Twitter, Sporgy underscore Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. I, don't know, I just. Facebook, even Instagram too. Anything Zuckerberg's been touching lately is turning to shit. Like they keep changing the algorithms on everything and making them a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah, I've noticed that. That's how come I actually. Uh, well, I, it's not that I joined Twitter, but I actually went to the hassle of resetting my password from when I joined <laughs> in 2013 and yeah. just never. Like it's, I think I got hacked by like Al Qaeda or still, ISIS is because it was just a Twitter egg. No, it's not now. No, now it's now it's picture of me in uh, my Probert jersey, and I got a Probert picture as my cover photo and all that. But but I think like I'm not even joking. I think my account got hacked by like someone in the Middle East because all my followers and all the people that I was following was like in Arabic, and I'm like I don't know any of these fucking people. So I just went and deleted everything basically and started over from scratch. And uh, my my Twitter account is just basically pure sports. That's what I'm. That's what I'm following. Um, it just seems for for podcasts in general, it seems like Twitter's a way to go. I mean, I still pay attention to the Instagram and still post on everything, but it's just, as far as, you know, if we do investment versus return, you know, Twitter, thank you for the love. We're almost up to like 2,000 followers on their Twitter account. Yeah, I mean, shit, I, I, I don't put it out there. It's the first time I'm even mentioning I have a Twitter account, and I got 10 followers, and I feel like fucking Katy Perry, so. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> yeah, 90 million, fo- 90 we're million gonna, we're followers. Gonna- we're gonna get con- we're gonna get contacted by their lawyers and with a cease and desist, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like you can't trademark. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's, it's, I don't. It's, they're so part of the local culture and vernacular. If you're a male that grew up around here in the last 25 years, it's like subconscious. You don't even realize you're doing it, dude. Seriously, anytime someone says the word feces, all I hear in my head is feces. <laughs> Yeah, I don't call her Aretha Franklin. It's Eureka. It's urine. It's just yeah. Well, I got myself on another podcast going cut it out or whatever you know like. <laughs> cut it out, Joseph. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's love. You've had an impact on the local culture. But anyway, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you next week. All right, later, guys. 
If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.